everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Power Athlete Radio featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player, a D3 all-star, and a guy who peaked in high school use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about everything but. Now here's John, Luke, and Tex. Drive on. Kick the wheels right before the hammer strikes. Make sure the levels fall from low. I got the girls shining in those so bright. Power Athlete Nation. We are we rolling? We are rolling. Speed. All right, let's do it. Shall we? Shall we roll into this episode of the Premier Podcast in Strength and Conditioning? Ing. Ing. John said Ing over there. He just couldn't hear it because we muted his mic and then we turned it back on right now. Mm. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another crew episode today. We are fielding a question from the hotline. The hotline is hot, hot, hot. And open. Text, would you concur? Nice, cool coffee concurs. Oh, text. Ladies, cold, cold coffee is like, it's like it's iced I, coffee. Cold brew. I brew coffee and I put it in the fridge for a day. Not iced coffee. I take that back. Iced Americano. Like I'll take a fork, I'll quad shot over ice. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, now, not just drinking old coffee and saying that it's cold brew. Old brew. Old brew. <laughs> <sighs> what? No good? No. You know, even if it's 100 degrees out, you still drink hot coffee. <laughs> I, I, I do not concur. I, dude, it doesn't matter. 100 degrees, I'm still drinking hot coffee. <laughs> I do not concur. This, I do not concur. Ladies and gentlemen, we are fielding a question from a texter. T-E-X-T, not texter. Uh, another one of these guys? Yeah. It must be COVID. They don't want to infect us. Bro, maybe it's a younger audience. They don't call. They don't pick up the phone and call anymore. They text it in. They text. They slide in DMs. AIM. AIM. Instant messenger. AIM. They AIM it. They instant message it. Yeah. No, you're out of your mind. No one's using AIM. I know. Remember that was cool, though? I do remember that was cool. John, you have no clue. You were too busy in the NFL or something. So whenever I get DMs, I'm always sending the the meme back. Like, not today, ISIS. I just send them back. Not today, ISIS. I don't get it. They're, they're oh, trolling like you. Fake Facebook yeah, friend fake. requests. Oh, yeah. those DMs. Yeah, or like, like on... Cherry Pop. Hey, I'd like to get to know you. <laughs> yeah, I just send them. Not <laughs> today, ISIS. No, I didn't block them. Not today, Tex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if Tex was true. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a CrossFit Games. Drop that line and on a woman and it didn't work out yeah i'd like to get to know you i'd like to get to know you i'd like to get to know you i think the problem was uh yeah probably did it a little kind of breathy and pretty close yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) witness witness Uh, and then shortly after that i I think shortly after that steve it was it was at anchor bar and steve or uh steve-o got carried out of there yeah well that's (laughs) it was epic that's usually standard well this isn't a podcast about war stories ladies and gentlemen this is a podcast about Answering a question, a texter texted the hotline. <laughs> you're going to say nobody knows. That's, I'm stalling because I don't recall what we're doing right now. That hotline number, if you have a question for us, as you guys know, I've been advocating for totally off the wall, non-related, non-movie, non-nutrition, non-strength. And I don't care about that. I want to answer some real life questions. I want like, I want someone to call or call in. Yeah. Leave us a message and be like, hey. You know, my girlfriend wants to get a dog. What do you guys think? And then I'd like to answer that. I'd like to answer all the pros and cons of those questions. 
Well, how would you dog? categorize that question? No, a chow. You? Ooh, I don't know if I'd get a chow. Extremely hairy. Uh, very. They shed a lot, mm-hmm. and they tend to be very dog aggressive. Yeah. But they are good. Or maybe dogs. maybe hey, me and my girlfriend are committed life. to getting a dog. What type of dog do you think? Life bouncer. So Luke wants to be Luke Life Bouncer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For Power Athlete Nation. Yeah. And and I'll own I will own the decision. And if you think it was a bad one, send him the dog. Maybe I'll apologize. <laughs> are you yeah. saying you want a chow? A little chow. That's from. Um, They're big. Uh, uh, American Come Psycho. On. Yes. American Thank Psycho. You. And he's like, what do you have? A chow? A little chow. Um, and he's like, no, Paul. And then he just axe murders him. <laughs> you know, I like to watch that movie at least once a week. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. And uh-huh. th- so you're watching that once a week. You're watching Full Metal Jacket once a week. You're watching uh, Vision Quest once a week. What else is he watching once a week? Not heavyweights. Yeah, uh, obviously. I've not seen heavyweights. Yet. It's kid friendly. Mm-hmm. It's good. You, you have a lot of movie time. I think you're notching up too many movie hours without us. You need to loop us into these movies, these rewatches. Well, I mean, a lot of times I'm not really watching them. I'm just more thinking about playing them, them in your head. <laughs> I'm playing them. When I say I'm watching a movie, I'm actually playing the repeat mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Bateman just axe murdering people mm-hmm. when he's like, uh, when he plays the whole like uh, Phil Collins and he like throws it on. He's like, this is their greatest work. And then he just, mm-hmm. God, those monologues mm-hmm. were good. It's a studio. That should be the theme song this weekend. Studio. I'm in. I am a Phil Collins fan. Ladies and gentlemen, the hotline is open. That number to the hotline, 929-464-4640. 929-ing-ing-zero. Leave us a message. Be brief. Be bold. (laughs) Be gone. Be gone. But we have another texter today, big guy. I know you don't like that, Uh, but deal with it. So this comes from our guy, Aaron. A-A-Ron, as I like to say. (laughs) How does he spell it? A, A, R O N. Oh, so double A, Ron. Yeah, A A Ron. Instead of single A Ron. There's a. Isn't that like a Keen Peel skit? It is a very great. Yeah, it's Keen Peel skit. Uh, Those guys are great. They're pretty funny, dudes. dude. My favorite one is the Obama going down like the reception line, and then like all the white people he's shaking their hands, but all the black people he's like ah, and he like gives them the hug, and then the white people are like ah, and then he's like Shuts nice to down. meet you, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. God, that's. Yeah, genius. I'm. I was late to the game on that one too. My buddies were like, "You got to watch it." I'm like, ah, "I don't need a. I don't need slapstick sketch comedy in my life." But oh, then they are, are pretty good. Yeah, pretty good skits. They're legit. Uh, so this comes from A.A. Ron. I'm five foot eleven, two hundred and sixteen pounds right now, down from a high of two hundred and thirty pounds after I did your bulking protocol mm. that ended in April. Holy shit! So I didn't really do the math. So in April, he's lost fifteen pounds since April. Okay. Um, well, what Holy, did he bulk up from? Does it say? Good question. Does not say. Okay. Holy shit. That bulk worked. Period. That's right, people. That's what we do. I want to bulk again. But this time I am taking your advice from a recent podcast. This might have been 280 or 380, whatever. Uh, Nobody knows. Text maybe you can Nobody knows. line that up. Uh, yeah, finish the question. Okay. From a recent podcast, podcast number to be disclosed shortly, uh, which we were talking about, hey, if you want to bulk right, you need to get down to 10 to 12% body fat before giving it a go. Uh, I don't like the, I didn't like the way I felt or looked at 230 pounds. I'm at 14.6% body fat right now via a DEXA scan that I took a week ago. So I should need to drop about 10 pounds or so to get down to that 10 percentage mark and start the bulk back again. I have three scans left in the four pack I bought. Episode 382. 382. 
where we deep dove the bulking protocol. Yep. Aaron continues, I would like to hit it hard for six weeks. So he's looking for like a six-week approach. He thinks we'll get him. I'm with you. Stand by. Uh, six-week approach to get him down those 10 pounds. I would like to stay. He's a Jack Street follower. We currently are following. Our residents are following Trinity. Did he say what his lean body mass was? Or did he say his body fat percentage? Yeah, I said currently at 14. So you can do some math here yeah, while I finish yeah, up. Yeah. He's at 14.6 at 216 pounds. So, okay. you know, if, call Einstein, see if he can get that for us. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, I would like to stay on Jack Street for Trinity and beyond. So Trinity is our current cycle in Jack Street. So he's Jack Streeter, wants to stay on for the next few weeks. Good choice for the bulk, by the way. Um, he would also like to continue doing some intermittent fasting. It sees him eating his first meal at noon, then he trains at 1.30 p.m., then he eats again at 3.30 p.m., and then he eats a big dinner. I'm guessing that's probably like six, seven, something like that. I'm not done yet, John. Uh, Okay, okay, okay. I'm not done. Long story longer. Long story longer. I suffer from late night sugar slash binge cravings. Mm. Mm -mm. Next, he doesn't drink, or I don't drink caffeine. I do, but this Aaron doesn't. He weaned himself off about a year ago. Is there anything you would tweak in the leaning protocol, which is another nutrition and protocol that we provide? Was there anything you would tweak in the leaning protocol to accomplish what I'm trying to do above? Thanks for any advice, Aaron. Uh, first of all, um, I would caution against removing coffee because uh, I know it's actually what the reason I get up in the morning is the thought of like, hey, I'm going to drink coffee today. I can't wait to go to bed and wake up tomorrow. Um, so I can't, I do not abide by the uh, weaning yourself off of coffee. I, I don't think that's necessary. Uh, but at 216 pounds at 14.6% body fat, he's 184 pounds of lean muscle, call that 84.46. Um, I don't know if he's going to effectively be able to lose that 10 pounds in six weeks and not, eat into some of that lean body mass. I've got a detail, John, because I helped Aaron out about a year ago with some feedback. Um, he's 42 years old. Okay. Okay. Sorry, go on. Yeah, so he's a little bit older, 42. Um, if he's going to attempt in six weeks to lose 10 pounds of body fat and not peel off uh, any of that lean body mass, one, he's going to need to be able to sleep um, a ton. I would not recommend the intermittent fasting. Um you know, as we've looked at it for a number of years, it's just a really fancy way to create, uh, create caloric restriction. Uh, I also worry, especially if you have these kind of, what do you say, late night sugar binges? That's right. That what happens, I think, when sometimes people create this kind of feed window and they say, hey, I'm going to starve and I'm going to you know, fast, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to give myself the, the window, it kind of lets them green light themselves mentally into, hey, I'm going to hit well, this pretty yeah. hard with like a, a, a sugar binge. Uh, you know, because I didn't eat those hours. So what I would do is I would set up the meals in a caloric restriction and I'd say, hey, I'm going to, if I wake up at six, I'm going to eat my first meal at seven and then I'm going to cut out uh, and maybe make my last meal by four or five in the afternoon and then be like, I'm yeah. going to have the willpower to not do any late night eating. Yes. Or yeah. or if you do feel like you, like that that's unattainable, like something I always do is um, if I eat dinner at five, I always make sure to keep some calories so I could have like half a cup to a cup of Greek yogurt. Okay. And then I'll eat that a little bit later in the night. And then I find that just eating something like, hey, if the kids are, you know, have ice cream cones and I'm eating my Greek yogurt, I don't feel like, hey, I should be eating an ice. I'm kind of eating my stuff too. So I think like 
having better solutions in place more so than late night sugar binges. The uh, I'm getting a, a couple other things like he's given up alcohol. He's getting a good amount of sleep too. So he seems to be like pretty dialed in on those spaces. I think also the thing about the, the early morning, like if you're eating it here, I would venture to bet if he got rid of that fasting window in the morning, right? Like you're saying, eat something in the morning, eat three meals before you train. Your training's going to go better. Yeah. Like your training is going to go better. Supplement with some creatine, beta alanine, right? Like come in ready to smash it. And you're going to be able to train into a caloric deficit easier and feel better. And then at the end of the day, I just think that you won't get those cravings. And if you do, maybe like, would you recommend for this guy too, to have maybe like a fattier meal at night? Um, yeah, I mean, kind of what I end up doing is I kind of, uh, you know, shocker, I tend to get all my carbs around my training time. Right. And then over the course of the day, I mean, I basically eat almost no carb. I just eat more of like a steak or meat, some fat and protein before I go to bed. Um, the problem, and I think this stems from a little bit of the CrossFit stuff, there's this idea of like suffering is somehow through sal- like uh, salvation through suffering mm-hmm. that, you know, I got to go in and suffer. So I'm going to create like the biggest deficit I can. So I'm going to starve myself and then I'm going to go in and fucking burn it down. And then I'm going to reward myself instead of being like, let's be smart here. Like, let's eat a couple meals. Let's feel good. I want to go into my training to be able to put max intensity. I don't want to dig myself a hole before I go into the gym. Right. So, um, and I did this for a number of years. I was like, ah, you know, I, I always feel full when I eat. Just get up earlier. I mean, so we train at seven, which is actually a lot easier now than at oh, six because yeah. then I just eat at six. And by the time I roll up on seven, I feel much better. Yeah. Um, but I actually noticed the the quality of my workouts is dramatically better if I eat a meal opposed from training faster. Oh, yeah. For sure. In the, in the leaning protocol, it's going to ask him to start isocaloric, and I think he should. Yeah. And if he's training at, um, uh, what time did he say? I already forgot. One thirty. If he's training at one thirty, you also get to select where your training goes relative to your meals. I would try, I would, I, I would just totally flip the paradigm on this IF thing and get three meals before your training. Yeah. And then follow that as written because the way that's going to, it's going to load your carbs earlier in the day and around your training. And then you're going to have a little less carbs at night on that isocaloric, how that, how the sheet will um, kind of partition your macros out throughout those four to five meals. It, it sounds like he has a problem with, uh, with self-control because I've, I've found that people that have self-control issues, the fasting kind of plays into that a little bit and like almost like makes them feel like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, remove this, you know, but I found that on the fasting piece, I was much more, uh, when I did the fasting, I was much more, I guess, likely to binge. And uh-huh. I found it easier to stick to my macros and my calories if I if I ate smaller meals over a course of time. And I know there's not a ton of, like, I know there's uh, research, endless amounts of research that's compared three meals versus six meals versus yeah. four Feeding meals. Feeding window versus It, 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 it all comes down to the total amount of calories over the course of the day, yeah. however you For get there. For most healthy people, right? Yeah. Most healthy people who are banging weights, like... Like three to four meals a day. The, yeah. the age-old bodybuilder of eight meals a day is, is just... Kind of overkill. Yeah, and then you end up doing nothing but every 45 minutes just yeah, stuffing your face feeding. with like little, you know, Tupperware containers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his best approach is to figure out, hey, this is how much protein I'm eating. Uh, am I eating in a caloric restriction? How many meals am I getting? Am I going into my training fed? And for the most part, am I getting enough sleep? Mm-hmm. And then at that point, you just got to try to stay in a caloric deficit. And, and, and however you get there, I mean. I, I'd say also <laughs> on that, John, like so if he's trying to pull this 10 pounds of weight loss off in six weeks while following Jack Street and the Trinity cycles coming up, like 
That's a lot. You're gonna you're gonna feel like shit. You're well, just gonna feel like shit to make that happen. Well, so he's gonna if he, he's got to roughly lose a pound in a week. A ha- um, one and a half pounds a week. Week. So yeah. he's gonna have to be what? It, what would that be? Um, be thirty five plus seventeen. So that'd be two. So he's going to have to be 5,200 calories a week in deficit. So if his basal metabolic rate or whatever his daily, you know, kind of maintenance is, he's going to have to subtract, which ends up looking like, you know, over seven days. So divide that by seven. Uh, long, he's seven. doing long division so over here, people. 49, three and zero. And then he's going to go. Four. So he's going to have to, you know, roughly look at... Called 750 calories a day in deficit. So let's it's say just, he's, it's going to be hard to do that training. Like okay, so even if you put him at 10 calories per pound of body weight, he's at 2,300 calories, and then you subtract 2,300 from 750. It's yeah. So he's going to be oh, around 50. God. Call it 1,500 calories on the safe side, 1,550 to crash into that. To crash into it. So I wouldn't, you know, if you wanted to do like two 725 calorie meals or whatever it looks like, or would it make sense to do, you know, however, you know, three 500s. Can we push this goal out to 10 weeks? That's what I was kind of getting at. Eight to 10 yeah. weeks. A, a pound is doable because then you're just basically subtracting yeah. 3,500 calories a yep. week. Yep. Um, you know, to quote uh, Tom Furman, who was on our podcast years ago, if you can manage a spreadsheet, you can get in shape. Yep. So I would say 10 weeks, just stretch, Aaron, stretch it to 10 weeks. Like Texas saying, target that. And my next question, then what? He I would say, he, so that's where I think, John, do you think he needs to sit lean for a few, like for a few weeks before yeah. he goes on the bulk though, right? Yeah. Like he needs uh, like eight weeks at, yeah, at this weight. I would say, yeah, six, eight weeks just to kind of reset and to prove that he can maintain it. Yep. yep. So, I mean, yep. it's it, it's always easy to be in shape for one day, mm-hmm. uh, but that ability to be able to stay. <laughs> that's a great quote for the... Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, when we did the 22 Jack Street, I showed up and I had striations in my legs for a day. Yep. And, uh, and then ate a gallon of ice cream and 10, <laughs> 10 dozen tacos. No, that was no, me that the was night you. before. <laughs> no, no. Do you remember for my birthday the next day we went to Ark and we ate oh, that yeah, like that. massive oh. like Flintstones. Flintstone tray of meat. Tomahawk thing. And drank Man. like, uh, I, I had like a Moscow mule and was mm-hmm. Nate Austin smashed. It was great. That was sweet. The... So th- I think that's important piece there. And then as you get back onto the bulk, homie, like realize the training intensity has to change, right? Because he's going to be now, so we're saying 10 weeks plus six to eight weeks, let's say 16 weeks on Jack Street in a very different level of intensity just because he's going to be so in like a caloric deficit, right? Sure. Now he still has to train hard, but it's going to feel different then when all of a sudden you start to stair step up on the bulking protocol, you know, towards that 3,800, 4,200 calories, like that training has to, like it has to be harder or else he's going to end up where he was on the last bulk, which I've done before is like, if your training doesn't like the shit, you go from a taper to a pair. And I bet you that's what happened. He started to carry more weight in his midsection. And so, um, that's because I think that people just keep their training intensity the same as pre-bulk to like four or five, six weeks into the bulk. They're not ramping it up. Um, That would be my recommendation on that. And if in that middle of the bulk, one thing that we learned and we put it now in the new, like the new workbook that goes out with that bulking protocol, if things start to kind of, if your body comp starts to go veer off course, chill and like kind of recomposition, recompose, 
drop it down, try to diet down a little bit, and then continue after a few weeks, right? I found when uh, I was trying to put on weight and I was trying to get bigger that I had to match the food with the intensity of the w- in, in the weight room. So I don't mean like volume. I don't mean, uh, you know, intensity in terms of emotionally how hard I was going. The percentages had to go up and I right, had to train heavier. Right. So like all of a sudden, like, hey, like if uh, – you know, if I'm trying to put on muscle, it's going to be, you know, five, four, three, two, one, as I'm working up to, you know, heavy singles, I'm hitting a ton of volume accessory work, but I knew that the poundages had to increase and the intensity of, and the weights right. on the bar had to go up. I couldn't do the same training program. If all of a sudden I entered the bulk, I had to drive more muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that was, um, I just, I guess I'm passionate about that speaking from experience. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you're training, Originally, man, like when you were in the bulk early, I remember yeah. your training was pretty good. And then there was a point at about eight weeks Cape where Town. all of a sudden. St. Patrick's Day. It fucking, dude, like I remember like we would go mm-hmm. in that gym uh, in the 12 and like I was like, what happened? You're like, I don't know, man. I didn't sleep well. Yep. Like it was just like the train, like the ability to keep replicating it. Yeah, I should have. And that's where we were like, oh, we should have just pumped the brakes there uh, in hindsight. And that's where this, I guess the. Uh, that's what we. That's what's in the bulking protocol yeah. now. So, well, yeah, because all of a sudden, I think um, you were just. I don't think you were feeling good, and I no. think you were feeling stuffed, and you didn't want to train hard. And it's like my training intensity went up. I just saw you kind of going down. Like you're right, you should have done. Been like, I'm off it. I got to get the training intensity back up so that I'm but matching the calories with the training. There was something about going over the Wellborn household <laughs> and having 25 pancakes and 15 eggs that <laughs> over like six hours, and that was great. So I'm like, why would I give this up? So, Tex, what'd you put syrup on when you were on the bulk? I, I didn't have to. I was, I introduced rice, like right, a stable of rice syrup for the rice? first time. But when we had Rob Wolf on the podcast and I was explaining my, my plateau, because uh-huh. I'd never, I was 195 to start, got to 205 and that was, that was it for me. And then he recommended like more carbs Mm-hmm. To and then I put in rice for the first time, and now it was blow up, man. Uh, like hit, yeah, hit the two eighteen. It's a pretty interesting phenomenon. I mean, um, the only macronutrient I've seen that really affects body composition is protein. Like I've seen that people that eat a higher protein diet have better composition within like muscle mass than people that don't. But you definitely need carbs to build muscle. So like it's it's a really interesting piece. Like uh, I I would never look at, um, and you know I'm Tom Inglaton and I talked about this m- many times. He's like, you remember back in the '80s, these bodybuilders were eating like 800,000 grams of carbohydrates every single day, and they were jacked. And then all of a sudden, it got this idea low carb, and people started kind of playing with it. And he goes, I don't think that the guys look the same as they used to. But the problem um, is, John, do you think that there's outliers, like in yeah. in two in two formats? Number one, format number one, where. <laughs> They can thrive off of low carbs. And everybody's like, well, this guy's a fantastic specimen. I'm going to do what he does. Or number two, they fucking lie. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like they're lying about what they're doing. Yeah. So people see this stuff and they're like, well, I'm going to try it. And then they just keep hammering it, hammering it, hammering it. It's got to work. It's got to work. And then they find themselves in a, a shitty position. Like those vegan bodybuilders? Yeah, well, totally. Yeah. No way. Dude, well, the, the vegan bodybuilder deal is super interesting because those guys are eating like 600 grams of protein a day from like all these different kind of protein sources that are like synthetic, uh, you know, pea protein and hemp protein. Like, all right, dude, so you're taking 400 gram protein shakes a day. Like, why not just eat a more nutrient-dense and a better protein like Don't something animal-based? John, I'm saving the planet. That's what they're thinking. I'm no, saving the planet because I'm letting animals live. 
And then you're like, well, what about the carbon footprint to like all this ex- excess Are you talking about the packaged- email that we got the other day from the guy that was, uh, I remember when we sent out the carnivore oh, shirt yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, this is, I find this ironic. He actually got back to me. Oh, did he? Yeah. Was it good? Uh, yeah. Like, I thought you did a pretty good job responding to him. He's a grindstoner, so I didn't want to like yeah. totally just fucking nut punch him. But I sent him links. I sent him links to Rob's uh, Sacred Cow and a bunch of information um, that, you know, like the thing that drives me crazy with this is they make this like no distinction with uh with meat it like yes so you're telling me that um you know pasture raised uh grass-fed meat that i get from the butcher that cooked on a barbecue is the same as fucking slim Jim mcdonald's or, or a mcdonald's yeah. or uh you know some like uh you know pepperoni that you get you know at some prepackaged uh walmart yeah like they don't make a distinction between that mm-hmm. and um that's a, a real travesty but i also when we got into the sustainability piece uh, and I remember when Rob was on the podcast and we discussed this, there is no equation for sustainability of this planet that doesn't involve uh, rudiments and livestock. Yeah. So uh, the problem is, and what these guys don't realize, is that if we don't eat them, then people aren't going to invest in raising them because there's not a business with just having animals on the land and not doing something with them. So you have to raise rudiments and put them into this food chain so that it becomes a viable business to restore land. These guys are like, well, why can't we just let them roam free? Well, then who's going to take care of them? Uh, So you want me to basically abandon my business, just let these animals roam, and then they live this awful, terrible life and they die of old age, which is fine. Uh, But there's not a business associated with it. You have to have an equation, or in the equation, there's rudiments and there's livestock that are being raised for production of food mm-hmm. to make this thing work. And that's something that they haven't figured Stimulate out Stimulate the economy. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Rome Ranch, which is over here in... Um, um, Fredericksburg. In Fredericksburg. When we went out to their place for, you know, what was it, two years ago for their uh, Thanksgiving deal, um, they talked about how the land was completely destroyed. They had basically stripped it of all of its nutrients by growing beans and using till, all the different... Yeah, tilling. Till, grow, and uh, till. using a ton of pesticides. Fertilize, yeah. They brought in those buffalo and a bunch of ground nesting birds and were able to regenerate in about three or four years time all of the land and make it actually dense and there's different plant and flora and fauna the whole deal pops up so there is no equation for sustainability and the success of mother earth that doesn't involve livestock which not at all associated with the question valuable info nonetheless i personally feel i think we've nailed it for a ron like I think he's going to be really appreciative. So this guy, so I did this, you know, every once in a while we get an email and it's like you put, you push a few lines and ask a few questions and they're like, you get kind of like junk back and it's just kind of like a hollow exchange. So this dude was, was actually like, we had a very fruitful exchange and he was very appreciative. And then he actually responded to the thread that we were on in 2019 for to Um, shoot this one in. I'm like, hit the hotline, baby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we have asked and answered the nuances of that particular individual. If you feel like you're that same guy, that same gal that's looking to lean and bulk, there's some timelines and like some more nuance uh, from the, the 382 that I think is going to be very important for you. If you have a question and this, if you, if your question wasn't answered today and you are sitting on it, you've been squatting, get it text. Cause squatting. If you've been squatting on a question for John, friend of the podcast, text my illustrious co-host or me, Call or maybe all three of us. Cool. Cool. I need to make a call. No, no, we, no, we shut your mic yeah, off. Yeah, we shut your mic off. <laughs> yeah. How about now? Check. How if. Now? Yeah. You have a life bouncing question. Yeah, I'm in. 
If you got a problem that you think is hilarious or you just have no one to turn to in your immediate social I'm circle. Your guy. Do you need help? What you want to know? You need what, power. Athlete. You have three or four movies you're trying to pick from. We'll let you know what the pros and cons are of each. Like you got a weekend ahead of you. You're like, I got. Uh-huh. I'm gonna watch two movies and here are the five I want to select from. What do you think? That's a question we could hammer. Yeah. No, we'll be good on that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we need to get any political stuff. I don't think we want to answer any of that. I would second that opinion. Yeah. Let's uh let's avoid. I that. concur. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's how you get that question to us. You call the hotline 929-464-4640. That number is 929. And if you look on your phone, it's ING. 464 is ING. And then the 464, ING, and zero. John, what's that ING? What is that? No, what's, what, what's that? Ingo. Oh, we can, we'll, we'll get it from there. Now we have the- Ingo, like Ingo B. No, not Ingo B. We got your Ing, though. We're going to sound, B. I'm going to drop that in every- Every time we can. Ah, yeah. 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 Technology. On your sample board. Yeah. Uh, You're just sampling. What are, what are they Call It's not a deep fake, but what do they do when they like take someone's voice and then make them say something? Superimposed? Superimposed. He fucking maybe? superimposed <laughs> me. I didn't even know what the oh. fuck superimposed. He's like, the, can I get up, fucker? The goat from Adam yep. Sandler. Oh, yeah. That's Su- what I'm doing. He superimposed You're me. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, dubbed. Lip sync. Dubbed. If yeah. those of you guys have never gone and listened to Adam Sandler, that's our recommendation. They're all going to laugh at you. Yes. Don't I don't know if it's on this album, but I was thinking about it today. Noises? Like, who's the scientist? And he's like, all right, we're going to see. Plutonium. I do this like is that. the beating of a science teacher. No, people lifting weights or people having sex. Yeah, yeah. And then plays recording for people, and they're like, oh, they're definitely lifting weights. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then the people are screaming, we're definitely having sex. <laughs> I like the uh, nighttime is the right time. Hey, dude, just go to the cult thing. You get a free haircut. <laughs> I killed my dad. He needed it, <laughs> dude. There's like, like I. So I. Uh, Those got to be on YouTube. You know, uh, well, it's on Spotify. Oh no way! So really? Okay. I got it on Spotify. Are you going to pay for the membership? <sighs> Hell no. No, I. At this point, it's become like just a uh, matter of principle. Yeah, just a matter of principle. But I played it for my kids. They didn't think it was funny when it was like the Fatty McGee, and they were like, "That's really mean." <laughs> <laughs> don't fatty don't take the stairs <laughs> well they're out uh, they're, they're gonna find out well, what it's like to live and, out in the wilderness because you're the, gonna spend a night in the woods for that comment the best is, as we're listening to it i'm dying my wife's just giving me laser beam eyes like we're not supposed to teach the kids to make fun of fat people mm. i'm like well they're not making fun of fatty mcgee she's like they're making fun of fatty mcgee and then i'm like let's listen to tool booth willie <laughs> That's a that's age appropriate. We'll sit. We'll I'm save, coming out of the booth. We'll save that, ladies and gentlemen. Go to Spotify. Listen up. Look, go to Adam Sandler. Download twenty five. Will us later. Then search Power Athlete on Spotify and smash that subscribe button. That's Isn't right. That the same amount of mother or same amount of money your mother charges for a blow job. He's like, oh, have another one, you lush. <laughs> and there that. we have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's how we end the show today. Thanks for us listening to another episode of the Premier Podcast in Strength and Conditioning. Ing, ing. Ing. Leave a message. Let us know what you want to know. We'll let you know. Until next time. Bye-bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. 
And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!